If you want to support any of the podcasts produced by Multiple World Productions, consider going to multipleworldproductions.com slash books, where you can pick up any of my released Kindle books, including the Operation Swan Song trilogy, Our Past Does Not Define Us, In the End, the Echo Omega series, and Sizzle Reel for just $2.99 each. Thank you. Good evening, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. This one is cumbersome, um, because I this is one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Um, by and large, I love the John Wick movies. I love John Wick. I love John Wick 2. I loved John Wick 3, colon, Parabellum. But, like, I, I when I saw this, you know, when I saw them making John Wick 4, I think that that's perfect, because, like, the way that John Wick 3 Parabellum ends is with him in the gutter, you know, after being shot off the roof by Winston and Bowery King coming over and, and picking up and he's like, are you pissed, John? And he's like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, fuck yes. When John Wick gets mad, heads roll and I'm fucking in for it and let's see where this goes. And I think that, like, as long as the action's good and as long as the, the visuals are cool, I'm all for this. Um, and it's like... They're doing some really genius things with this, where like we can get more of these awesome fights and these awesome set pieces. There's gonna be more globe trotting. There's gonna be more cool stuff. Donnie Yen is the bad guy. I think that's an inspired choice. Um, my only thing with this movie that could potentially keep it from being a a a five, which is the the question's gonna be is is it gonna be a four or a five? I I don't see this going below that. Um, and being a movie that you have to wait to, that's like, don't bother watching this in the theater. Um, I, I, I think the problem that could push it down is the runtime. When, when the tickets went on sale, and I saw the runtime with two hours and 49 minutes, I was just like, fuck, I do not want to deal with this. I do not want to go to a theater for almost three hours, over three hours with trailers, like, I'm just tired of these long-ass movies. I'm so tired of the movie that's, you know, two hours and change, or, like, you know, two hours and change are already pushing it, but, like, fucking Babylon over three hours. Avatar the Way of Water over three hours. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, 245. Um, what else was there? That was, like, Elvis was 245. Um, uh, the Batman was three hours. Like, Cut it down. And, and and my issue is, and I think that this is where this movie could run into a fault, is that if you're going to have this long runtime, um, if you're not going to have action the entire time, you could lose interest. And that's my concern, is that are they going to have two hours and 50 minutes of John Wick getting his ass kicked or kicking ass or, or doing whatever? Like, or is it going to be a lot of exposition, laying out the world, explaining his backstory a little bit, getting more into who John Wick is as a character and not just a force of, of vengeance. Like where does this line up? And I think that that's kind of the key question that needs to be answered here. I, I think that that's kind of my issue with this potential movie. Um, but I don't see it going below a four. I just could possibly see it as a, as a four in so much as it's good. It drags a little bit and the runtime, like it, it's not doing enough in terms of the runtime to push it down from, seeing it in an opening weekend setting. Maybe you can wait a little bit to see it. Um, but that's really all I all I have on this. Um, so after the tone, you will be at the uh, post 
uh, discussion. Spoiler free at first, and then after the second tone, spoiler filled. Okay, so I have now seen John Wick Chapter 4. And I am very impressed. I think that it, this was kind of the opposite of the Shazam issue, where I walked into this with very high expectations because of what was been laid out about how good this movie is going into it. Um, I didn't think that the movie would live up to it to the degree that it did. Um, and and it delivers. Um, we're going to do spoiler-free, and then we're going to do spoiler-filled. Um, so I guess in terms of spoiler-free thoughts, I think that it's one of the best-paced action movies I've ever seen. Um, that's just the easiest thing to go based on. It's like, when, when you see the runtime two hour and 15 minutes, you're like, this is going to be a an issue, especially coming off of 2.45 for No Time to Die, um, or like Elvis at 2.45, or Black Panther at 2.45, or Babylon at 3, or Avatar The Way of Water at 3.15. Like, th this was something that was going to be inherently a problem, and I think that they nailed that aspect of it, and I think the movie doesn't drag or feel like it is overwrought with what it needs to be. Um, and I think it, it accomplishes very well on that front. I think Donnie Yen's a great addition to the cast. I think that it makes, like, putting him in the role that he's in and having him, like, fill a similar role to John in terms of his um, his emotional motivation and all of that is a great decision um, all around. Um, I think that, you know, Keanu does a great job. Again, there's some really great action sequences all over this movie. Um, when they're in Osaka, that's all great. When they're in... Um, Germany, all of that's really cool. There's a lot of fetch questiness, which we'll get into more in the spoiler part, but I think that it, for what it's trying to do to push the plot along, I think it works kind of well. Um, at three hours with a fourth hour that was cut, again, I'm at the Snyder issue where why didn't you just release it as a two-part movie, John Wick Chapter 4, Part 1, Part 2, or John Wick Chapter 4, Part 4, Part 5. Um, I think it's less egregious because I think that this movie has less of a clear demarcation at the halfway point where you can be like, oh, we need to, you can divide it in half here. Um, although you can probably end the movie with the mini boss fight in Germany, for lack of a better word. Um, it depends on where the other hour of footage is, though, um, which is a valid issue for this. So I think that that's kind of like, you know, it. it I think that's just something that they could have addressed, but again, it would depend on, on where the cuts were. Um, what else was it that I wanted to address in the pre-spoiler part? I think that's really it. I mean, it's just a fantastic movie all around. There's some really cool action set pieces. The And, and also, I don't think I mentioned the one that's kind of like top-down, kind of like an isometric shooter, kind of, and it, it looks so cool. Um, and I use video game terminology, because a lot of it does feel like a video game. But on that note, we'll get more into the spoiler territory now. And, like, the first thing that I really want to address is kind of in the, in a story aspect. Um, I think that the... We talked about it this morning on when we talked about the Bad Batch, where the idea of what does a soldier do when there's no war left to fight, um, and I think that that's kind of where this entire story's going. Um, I knew how this movie was going to end before I saw it because I had it spoiled for me. Um, when I was working on something else, I, I read, the, I read a, the ending, and I was like, oh, fuck. Um, um, maybe it was the fact that I knew it, but going into the movie reading for that, um, definitely 
shaped the way I was thinking about it. Because knowing going in, knowing John is going to die at the end of this movie. And again, we're in the spoiler portion, portion so don't give me shit if you don't like that I'm talking about that here. But um, the going into that, it kind of reframes the way you're going into the movie to watch it, where it's like, oh, so like from the beginning we see, you know, we got the, the Bowery King quoting scripture. We have so many things throughout the movie that are biblical and, and you know, invoking Jesus' imagery when he gets to the end, where when he does make the sacrifice to save his his friend, then it does make it makes a little bit of sense. And, and him giving up everything um, when he doesn't have anything left to give is, is kind of a big part of it. And again, it does get back to that. Someone asks him, like, what are you going to do after all? I think Winston asks him the one when, when they're at when they're at the grave. And he goes, so what are you going to do when all this is over? Are you going to have peace? And he's like, yeah. And it's like, you don't know what peace is. Um, and then that's kind of the, the fun thing. My biggest problem with the movie is how fetch questy everything is. And I said that in the in the pre-spo- in the the spoiler free part. But like the fact of the matter is it's like so much of this movie is John has to like the the end confrontation of the movie is John has to duel the marquee to of the high table in order to get his you know, to to be cleared and to get the continental reinstated and all of that stuff. Um and then to, to restore everything to the way it was before he, you know, he went on his tear in the first movie. And all of that said, it's like, to get to that point, there are so many other steps to get there from, from point A to point B, where it's like, why do we need to go, like, first he goes to Osaka, and that's not for anything to do with the plot, it's just because he needs a place to hide out, and then the high table shows up there, so the fight in Osaka. Then we go to, um, what they call then we have to go to New York where he can meet with Winston. He talks to Winston and then he finds out he has to go back to Germany to get a um to, to be reinstated by his family. And then when he goes there, the family says to him, Look, we'll do that for you, but you gotta go kill this guy. And that fight is great. That is probably my favorite fight in the entire movie, is him versus the uh the, the German guy with the fake teeth. Because it's like when I'm watching, you got this big fat like big fat guy, I'm like this is all I've ever wanted to see out of a uh, a live action fight with involving Kingpin. So hopefully someone at Marvel Studios is taking notes when they bring back the Daredevil show. Um, so all that notwithstanding, you know that you know, and then they get there, and then he gets to go to Paris to to you know talk to 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 set up the duel. Then the duel happens is going to happen, but he has to get to the church, but. For some reason, the high table's like, all right, we're just going to put out a bounty on him and have every person on the planet. See, and that's the other thing, too, is that this feels kind of like a greatest hits of every John Wick thing you've ever liked. Oh, you liked the uh, the car chases? We have some of that. Oh, you like seeing the entirety of a city going after him, trying to kill him? We have that, too. Oh, you like seeing him fight in this fucking museum? That's all this glass shit that he's going to be throwing people through? We have that, too. Oh, you like, you know, the, uh, the, the juxtaposition of the... The, you know, the carnage with the uh, with the, the, the high class, we have that too. Everything you like about John Wick is in this movie, and I think that it for a final chapter, it does do a great job of kind of telling all that together. Um, and I, I think that, like, you know, that so many of the sequences are just fun to watch the entire way through, that even if the plot, the plot never, the plot never doesn't make sense. Sorry, I hit the button on accident. But it, it is kind of like, I don't think it needs as many steps, um, and I think that that's part of it, but it, it feels like we're going to get everything we want to do in this movie in this movie, and I, I, I'm like, and, and look, it's it's fine. It, it, is, it is a great thing that they did that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, 
it's a little convoluted at times where it's like, why do we need to go through all of these extra steps? Who cares? We're on the trip. We're on the, you know, we're, we're along for the ride. It's all fun. Let it happen and let's just see how it goes. Um, I think that the, you know, and, and I think it's too, it's like the problem, and, I, and we've talked about this before, the problem with really great movies is not a ton to talk about, especially something like this where we can't go and be like, okay, so where is this going to go from here? It's like, well, the ballerina's coming and with Anna de Armas, and I'm like, I'll see that movie, but I, I don't, that, there's nothing really setting that up here. Um, so it, it is kind of an interesting kind of situation to be in where it's like, this is the end of the road. This is the end of John Wick's story. And I think that that I think is the ultimate disservice in the movie is that it doesn't feel like John Wick gets enough time to have closure. Um, because it is ultimately in service of him being the the one who will sacrifice himself to save, um, you know, Kane, who's Donnie Yen, and his daughter, who's being, uh, you know, threatened by the, the high table. Um, and I think that that's kind of, you know, the ultimate disservice, because it's like, he doesn't get a chance to grapple, really, with... We get a few lines and a few bits of dialogue where he's talking to the Bowery King, or he's talking to Winston, um, or he's talking to, to, to Kane. It's, you get these small moments, but I don't think it's enough in the entire way through the movie for it to really feel like John is, you know, going through this, you know, like he, like, I don't think he ever has the realization that he cannot truly have peace until he is dead, um, until the end of the movie. And I think also we don't reckon with the fact that, you know, in the first movie, he seemed to be at peace when we meet him. And then he gets his, and then he gets, his dog gets killed and he gets his, um, and, and he has to come back into the fray. But I don't think we get that same sense of like, okay, so he... Um, we don't really get that sense that like... You know, or even him having a bit of dialogue with Winston or something where it's like, you know, I thought I was out. I Like, I thought I was, you know, I thought I was, I was done. And I thought that I had, like, what I wanted was to be done. And I realized that was just for... For, for, for Helen, but even that doesn't get grappled with enough, and I feel like that could have gotten a little bit deeper, um, and, and I, I would have been interested to see that. Um, there's always room to grow, to grow the story. If they really want to, they can go back and do a prequel. They can, you know, they can't really do a sequel because he's dead, but, I mean, they could always do, like, John Wick as Doom Guy going into Helen killing demons, which I'd be totally okay with as well. I mean, I had that idea while I was sitting there in the movie. I'm like, that's how they do John Wick Chapter 5, is it's him in hell trying to, you know, fight his way out. Um, but who knows? Um, totally agree with Chad Stalinsky, I think his name is, or Stalinsky, or I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he, he, um, is it Chad or is it Chuck? He, he, the director came out and said he believes that there should be a, a Oscar category for best, uh, uh, work. Totally agree. Never going to happen because they don't want to add more you know, categories to the Academy Awards as evidenced by what they did to sound and sound mixing. Um, or sound editing, sound mixing, if you just best sound. And then on top of that, too, I, I, I think that this movie makes a strong case for a Best Cinematography uh, Academy Award. I'd be interested to see if they can pull that off, especially considering this feels like a final chapter. Um, and this feels like it could be this year's um, Top Gun Maverick, but for that category instead of Best Sound. Um, but yeah, I think we'll wrap up there for today. Uh, I'll say this movie's a five, hands down a five, see this movie in a theater, if I wasn't so packed this weekend, I would probably see it again, 
Um, it's that good, even though it, like, that's the thing. If, if a movie is three hours long and I will see it multiple times, you have a winner on your hands. Uh, and this movie is that. Um, totally worth the time to see. There is a post-credit tag um, that does kind of set up, you know, maybe where they can go in the future. Who knows? I'd be interested to watch that movie, too. I'd be interested to watch a movie about um, about Akira, the, the daughter of the guy who's running the Osaka uh, Continental. You know, I'd be interested to watch any of that, but, you know, we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, we will wrap up there for today. Tomorrow we have A Good Person, um, the new Florence Pugh, and um, what's it called? And Morgan Freeman movie directed by Zach Braff. Tomorrow we also have a episode uh, about Gotham Knights, the new, uh, the new episode of Gotham Knights. And then Sunday we will be doing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Honor Among Thieves, and also a discussion of Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime Remaster, both of which are on the Switch now. So, until our next episode, have a great rest of your week. This podcast is a production of Multiple World Productions. For more details about all the other things happening on all three podcasts, check out multipleworldproductions.com.